Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Welcome everybody. Hope your holidays have been lovely so far. I have been driving all around the country. Um, Not really, but (laughs) it kind of feels like it. Um, But I'm back home now, unpacked, which feels great. So before we talk about what we have to talk about today, (laughs) I wanted to let you know that our online studio, Curvy Yoga Studio, is having its annual sale right now (laughs) through January 10th. I am so excited about this because we have a brand new Curvy Yoga Studio website. It's so beautiful, if I do say so myself. I can say that because I didn't design it. Because if I did, it would be all Microsoft clip art. And I'm honestly not even sure if Microsoft clip art still exists, but that's what mine would be. (laughs) I have uh, basically zero design skills, so I can brag a little bit on the designers and the developer, which is... Nick, my husband. This is the first time we've done such a big project together, and it was actually really fun. Um, I'm not sure if Nick would say it that way, (laughs) but (laughs) I think it worked out great. Um, The site is intuitive to navigate and just has so many resources because I can hardly believe this, but we're starting our fifth year of this online studio. So, as you probably can imagine, we've come a long way in our resources, our development, everything. So here's the deal with the annual sale this year. As is implied in the word annual, we only do a sale once a year. But this year, we're actually having our very best sale that we've ever had or will ever have again. And that is in celebration of my new book that's coming out. So here's the thing. If you pre-order the book, you can save... 50% on your membership to Curvy Yoga Studio. So our regular price for an annual membership in Curvy Yoga Studio is $197 for the year, which is a great deal. It's already less than the price of a drop-in yoga class in most locations, or we charge $20 a month for that. So with 50% off, you can get yours for $97 per year, Uh, that's $8 per month. (laughs) Or if you want to go with the monthly option, it'll just be $10 a month. So pretty sweet savings there. If you have even the slightest interest in joining Curve Yoga Studio now, is definitely the time to do it. We have over 100 practice videos. That's right, 100. (laughs) I had to like triple check that because I couldn't believe I had done that many videos, but I have. And they vary in length from 5 to 60 minutes so that you can really create a yoga practice that works for your actual life like we've been talking about here during this season. You will also get access to all of our guidebooks, which are topical things like how to create your own yoga space at home, how to start a meditation practice, how to deepen your yoga practice. We have a bunch of those on all different topics. Guided meditations, a wonderful community, live classes with me, opportunities for one-on-one sessions with me, and even more than that. 
So you'll get the book and then you'll get 50% off of the studio. It all goes together. That's how I designed it. So the book is really where you're going to get some great foundational information about curvy yoga, how it all comes together, yoga and body acceptance. And then the studio is where you can put that into practice. So check out the show notes. I'm going to have a link so that you can get in on this great savings. And then moving forward into the new year, I'm going to be starting what I'm calling the stretch, which is a four-month practice cycle. So the first three months are going to focus on a different theme each month from my new book. And then the fourth month, we're going to take off as a month of rest and integration. Now, if you've been listening here to the podcast for a little while, you know how important I think building the infrastructure of seasons and rhythm into our life is. Of course, we already have that from the environment, the seasons of the year, but we have all different kinds of seasons and cycles and rhythms in our lives. I think we're often in different ones at different times. So I'm building this in for us at Curvy Yoga as well. And here on the podcast, we'll be exploring those themes during this stretch too. So I'm trying to weave everything together, make it a really supportive environment for you. So I would love for you to join us in all of that. Okay, so that being said, guess what? This is our 16th episode of season three, which I kind of love things like this. I don't know why, but I just love this kind of symmetry since it is our last episode of 2016. It's also fitting because That's exactly what I want to talk about today, which is doing a year-end review of your yoga practice. The first thing I have to say is that I am a huge fan of year-end reviews. Like, I start looking forward to it in September. (laughs) That's how much I enjoy doing it. Um, I always do one personally, as well as for Curvy Yoga, and I just always find it really beneficial. And I think the reason, well, I'm sure there are many reasons, but one of the main reasons is because I at least forget just how much happens in the course of a year. I can't tell you how many times I do these year in reflections and I'm thinking about what happened during the year and I'm like, oh my gosh, that happened this year? You know, it's things that happen in January or February that feel like they happened you know, last year or five years ago or whatever. I don't know if you have that relationship to time, but I definitely do. So I find it valuable to just look back and remember everything that's happened. I also love the year in review because it's a great time for me to think about my word of the year. So you might have chosen one of those. It's an intention that you set for the year. I like to think about how it showed up in my yoga practice as well as in the rest of my life. So if you would like to do something similar for your yoga practice, to really look back on what it has been, and honestly, I find this especially helpful when I feel like my yoga practice has not been what I wanted it to be. Those are the times where I'm in a place where I'm already being pretty hard on myself about my practice, And so when I actually take the time to look back and identify some of the ways that I have shown up for it or that it has supported me, reminds me like, oh yeah, 
I'm already doing this. Maybe it's not exactly how I want it to be, but I can hook into whatever has been present, no matter how small it is. So I wanted to just share with you some of the questions that I personally have been working with around this that I thought you might also find helpful if it's something you want to explore. So here are the questions. Number one, what are three words that describe your 2016 yoga practice? What I like about this question is that it forces me to choose and to think big picture about my practice. Number two, what was your biggest challenge in your practice this year? I include this question in my own reflection because I don't want to pretend like challenges haven't happened. And it's useful to look at that, again, from that big picture perspective. What's the biggest challenge? Number three, what was your biggest insight from your practice this year? You might notice there that I said, what's your biggest insight instead of what's your biggest success? And that is definitely intentional because I think success, sometimes we can feel like, oh, we didn't have any, or we can tie it to, I don't know, achieving a particular pose or something. Um, And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that taking the perspective of what's your biggest insight has the potential to help you find a kernel of something you want to hold on to or grow in the new year. Number four, what are two to three times your yoga practice supported you this year, no matter how small? That last part is the most important part. Number five, if you chose a word of the year, an intention, anything like that, how did that show up in your yoga practice this year? And you may not have ever thought of this before and just see what comes to you. I like to work with these questions doing some free writing. So just letting my pen move. Sometimes I set a timer for a minute or two per question just to see what comes up beyond my initial thought. And then the last one here, number six, what are you taking away from your yoga practice this year? So my word of the year this year was rooted, so being grounded. And I've chosen a word of the year, I think this is the sixth year in a row that I've done it. And my words come to me at all different times. It's not predictable. Rooted, however, came to me in like September of 2015. I really don't think I've ever had one arrive that early. I didn't fully commit to it until the end of the year because I just kept thinking like, could it really have come this soon? I don't know. Um, But it never changed. So (laughs) I chose it. And what's interesting is that because it was so early, I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess I thought I would notice in all these really obvious ways how it was showing up in my life. But for most of the year, I wasn't entirely sure how it was showing up. I had originally thought that it would mean becoming more connected to my local community. And that has actually ended up being true by the very end of the year, but kind of not until the end of the year. So most of the year I felt like, I don't really know if this is happening. What it actually ended up meaning overall was becoming more rooted in myself, which I was not expecting 
but is definitely very welcome. I feel much more grounded and embodied at the end of this year. And a lot of that has to do with taking my anxiety seriously and really starting to figure out what works to help me manage it. I think it also has to do with finishing up my new book and doing my best to release expectations, which is not easy for me, as you may know. Probably not easy for most humans. (laughs) I know it's definitely not easy for me. Because I do know that once a book is out in the world, it's really not mine anymore. It's yours, the reader's. And I know this so much because, like we talked about in the last episode, if you listen to that, I'm a big reader. Like, that's a big part of my life and my identity. And I know how deeply I interact with books as a reader. So some of my rootedness this year has been doing my very best to bring the book into the world, to get it ready, to share it with you, and then to just let it fly. A couple other things that have helped me feel rooted this year, ways that I've noticed it showing up is maybe a better way to say it. Um, The birth of my twin godsons in January. So that has just been such a sweet thing for both me and for Nick, because we're the godparents. Um, Really getting to feel even more connected to my best friend and her family and getting to know and delight in the boys. It's been really sweet. So overall, I feel like this word rooted has served me very well. And I certainly always learn a lot by having a word of the year. And I love it so much more than resolutions. I love it because it does have this um, adaptability to it, I guess, is maybe a way to say it. What I mean by that is it has the possibility to show up in all different parts of your life, many of them unexpected, at least in my experience. And in my experience with resolutions, they can be much more specific. And I like the discovery quality of the word of the year. So on our podcast next week, I will talk more about choosing your own word of the year and share what my word of the year for 2017 is. Um, I'm not doing that as a teaser for next week. (laughs) I actually haven't totally decided on my word of the year for next year. So unlike last year where I had it, you know, three or four months early, (laughs) this year we're going right up to the wire. (laughs) We will see what it is by this time next week when the next podcast comes out. So I want to wrap us up um, with some forward-looking questions when reviewing your yoga practice. So we already talked about some for looking back on 2016's yoga practice. So let's look forward with a few questions here. So number one, what would I like my relationship with my practice to be next year? What would you like your relationship with the practice to be? That's interesting to think about. What does it mean for you to have a relationship with your practice? Number two, if I could describe my practice for the new year in three words, what would they be? So using that same structure of having a three-word container, what would you like your 2017 practice to look like? Number three, where could I give myself more grace in my practice? 
And number four, how can I make my practice sustainable in the new year? So how can you really, with those last two questions, make a practice that works for your life so that you get what I believe most people really want from their practice, which is an ongoing relationship with it, an ongoing practice, that they are learning from it, connecting with themselves over time. So I hope these questions are useful. I'm going to include them in the show notes as two. So if you were, for example, driving while you were listening to this, you don't have to listen back. I hope that you weren't like trying to um, you know, frantically write them down at stoplights or whatever. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. Um, so maybe these questions will also spark some other questions for you. That would be great. So you can definitely don't have to stick with these exactly. They're more inspiration for whatever would be useful for you. I want to wrap us up just with a extra thank you so much for listening this year. Many of you have shared with me how much you enjoy the podcast, and I am really grateful. I wasn't sure when I started the podcast back this year what that would look like, how y'all would respond, what the format would be, and I think we're finding our rhythm here. I'm definitely enjoying it, and I'm just so grateful, as always, for your kind support, for your generosity for the love that you show to me, to yourself, to our community. I just feel, yeah, really grateful. So keep letting me know what questions you'd like me to answer, topics you'd like me to address, etc. in the new year coming up. I'll include a link in the show notes for you to send over a question if you'd like to do that, um, a topic, etc. whatever you want me to know. So Let's take a breath together to close. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Thanks for being here. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself, exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on.